Time. Space. Reality. It's more than a linear pod. It's a prism of endless possibility, where a single award can branch out into infinite episodes, creating alternate shows from the ones you know. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new effies. Follow me and ponder the question, what if... To another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going today? Not bad, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Got a W today for the Saints. That's it's right. spooky season. Watching <laughs> all the ho- uh, holler, uh, Halloween movies, you know, so just doing that. Um, what you been binging? Yeah, I'm doing the same. I've been watching a lot of horror movies. Um, let's see. I watched The Woman in Black last night, which is one of my favorites. Um, it's a Daniel Radcliffe movie, like fresh out of his Harry Potter run. So he's like, I don't know, is before he did all those weird indie movies. It was really good. It's a good haunted house movie. And then I'm working my way through a rewatch of uh, The Haunting of Hill House, which is just chef's kiss. Just one of the best. <laughs> I adore that show so much. Um, yep. I, I just finished the 28 Days Later franchise, you know, 28 weeks later last night. I'm hoping they do a sequel one day, you know, 28 months or 28 years later. Yeah, uh, for sure. It makes sense to, you know, do it so far away from that if that's the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love spooky season. So just, I think I'm watching something good tonight. I can't remember what. I'll, I'll have to look <laughs> at my list. Um, but what we got next uh, up on board for us, Kyle? Yeah, we got a fun episode. But before we jump into anything, we are going to jump into Winner's Corner. Yes, this is the Winner's Corner for episode 72, I believe. Stewards of Sound, the 1960s. We had our friends Dre and Wahid on. And this is the order, y'all. Coming in at fourth with seven votes, we have Kyle. Um, I still liked your board. Your board was solid. Um, I had I had seven votes last time, so my, my number of fans has not grown, which is not ideal for me. <laughs> They're staying pet, okay? Uh, <laughs> Wahid comes in third with nine. All right. Uh, Wahid's board was very thirsty. I respected it a lot. Um, in second, with 21 votes, we have Dre. Mm. Very respectable. Uh, I love her board as well. I thought, honestly, she would be getting even more votes, but yeah. um, instead, with 38 votes, I come in at first. With another W. Impressive. I think that's two in a row. It might even be it's, three. It, I have to go back and see. Um, but wow, I'm excited. Uh, thanks, everyone, for the votes. And uh, I'll keep trying to pick the things that I love that y'all do, too. <laughs> so. Um, All right. Well, we've got a fun episode ahead of us, don't we? What are we talking about today, Damon? Today is another Effie's Awards mm-hmm. And we're talking about the What If series, the fourth series of the Disney Plus MCU marriage. 
and it's going pretty well so far. And joining us today is our lovely friend of the pod, Anna. Anna, how's it going? Hello. How are you guys doing today? Well, you know, you know, I'm, I got two W's today, so I'm just peeking. <laughs> Good day. He's going to coast on that for a while. <laughs> I'll, I'll take be it. riding you know. that high all week. <laughs> Life is all about the small victories, so I'll take them. Uh, Anna, what have you been binging lately? I am actually binging Buffy, and I've never seen it before, so I figured it was the perfect way to kick off spooky season. And I've really been enjoying it so far. I just started season three today. So pretty excited. Such a good season. We we talk about Buffy here a lot. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's listened to the episodes, especially like last year, I was deep in a Buffy run and Kyle started his Buffy run. And now, finally. I'm in, I don't want to jinx anything by saying it out loud, but I'm in season seven. I have like 10, maybe nine episodes left. So I'm, I'm so proud Anna will probably finish it before I do, but I will finish the <laughs> show. <laughs> it only took, you know, spite with Austin saying he was going to finish it again. Yeah, so, that got me going. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to finish it now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love Buffy. We will get that Effie's episode one day. It will yeah. happen. So count on it. But today... We are here for what if, um, you know, this show was great. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, let's just kind of go around with our opening remarks and uh, give us your ranking, your definitive ranking of the MCU Disney Plus shows so far. Anna, give us your thoughts. Uh, so, as you guys all know, I am not the biggest fan of animated shows just in general, but I really enjoyed this one. Um, and the weird thing about this show is when you go into it, you think everything's going to be completely separate, but then you obviously find out at the finale that it's actually all tied together, which I thought was really great. Um, I just think we got to explore a lot of facets of the characters that we've never actually seen before, like Captain Carter. That was a real strong start to the season, and it definitely got me hooked. And I think if they started really with any other episode, tentatively maybe Star Lord or T'Challa Star Lord um, would have been the other key starter. But I just think they really started off on a high note. So yeah, overall I'm pretty impressed, and I can't wait for season two. All right, what's that ranking? Ooh. <laughs> just off the dome if you can god you know i'm gonna hate myself for saying this but i think the zombie episode was probably the highest for me oh. personally no that, um and i hate zombie so content that, like anyone who knows me <laughs> and knows that's that i mean zombies... that we're gonna get to that's an award much later we're talking about the disney plus shows like the rankings of the shows I mean, my statement still stands, but <laughs> in terms of the actual, see, I hate ranking the shows because they're so different in every single way. And I think with COVID, it really impacted a lot of the production. Like I know Falcon and Winter Soldier had to change a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, probably... Loki, WandaVision, What If, and then 
Falcon and Winter Soldier, but they're all pretty close and they're all very different. Yeah. I respect that. So I I just feel like everyone puts Falcon last and it's like a really good show. <laughs> and I feel so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's like it's it, even if it's like the last on these four, it's still the least best because they really haven't missed so far. Exactly. I know. Everyone just got Kyle. really uppity. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved this show. So I, I, I have liked all four of them, but honestly, like two or three episodes into this and I, it was easily like my favorite so far. Um, but I will say, like, I was probably biased from the beginning because everyone knows I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. So this feels like it's kind of geared toward, like, the anthology style is geared towards me. Um, I do, I agree with Anna. I do like the idea that it's connected at the end. I would have been fine if it wasn't. Like, if it was truly just each episode is a, what if this happened? Because they have so much to pull from, like, so many comics to pull from. Um, but I do like the way they did connect it. It didn't feel like it was, like, forced or anything. And then, yeah, like, the voice work was great. That's the, that's the biggest thing I was worried about. Like, people worry about voice actors going to you know, like live action roles, but the, the reverse is also kind of tr uh, tricky sometimes. We had a bit of a road bump with uh, Sebastian Stan in the first episode. And then after that, like no one seemed to have an issue. Benedict Cumberbatch was fucking great in episode, uh, what is it, five? Um, Chris Hemsworth was hilarious in the, the Party Thor episode. Like everyone made such a great transition. And then the people who they couldn't get, their replacements were also good because it's, it's not tough. I mean, it's not an easy job to, re to replace like, rdj like that's such an iconic voice and the guy who voiced him was he wasn't my favorite but like i wasn't thinking oh they should have gotten rdj while you know while he was in it so i i love this series if i had to rank all four of them it is tough but this is probably my my number one uh and then it actually goes falcon and the winter soldier number two probably wandavision three and loki four but again it's like one a b c d like they're all just they're all good. So we're, I mean, it's, it's a good problem to have to rank these shows. <laughs> Agreed. My ranking is very different. Um, but as a whole, this show, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I, I like anthologies, getting to see different th aspects. And for this, you're seeing a completely different worlds and different multiverses. Yep. And I do almost wonder how, like, how like more wild, how more chaotic, chaotic they would have gone if they weren't trying to connect it. Right. And whether all future what if episodes and seasons are going to be something that like is going to be interconnected every time or have like a much more important aspect of what's going to happen in the MCU, which is great and fun, but also kind of takes away what you kind of want this series to be. Yeah. Which is a complete just, hey, what if this happens? Mm -hmm. Like, that's all you're asking. Not like, oh, hey, how can I do this and tie it to this and make this? But this is the MCU we're talking about, and that's like their bag, connect <laughs> yeah. everything. So I can't. I mean, I really can't be surprised or mad at it. And I, I enjoyed it. Ranking wise, one is Loki, two is Falcon and Winter Soldier, three is WandaVision, and four is What If. But as everyone is saying, it's just. I mean, I honestly, I have Loki much, much ahead of the other ones in my personal opinion and the other ones are just like right there clustered and, yeah. and i really enjoy them all watching them so we'll see where hawkeye stands next you know i don't know if we'll do an effies on that show but we'll see <laughs> okay let's get to the categories then and here are the nominees for best universe 
All right. First award of the night is a brand new one. It's kind of tailored to what if um, best universe. So we're basically talking about, I mean, we can interpret this however we want, but I kind of took this as the the one we'd want to live in, like the, the best universe that was realized in an episode of what if they did such a great job of giving us all these alternate, you know, universes. Um, so kick, to kick things off, Anna, what's your nominee for best universe? So I actually interpreted it a little bit differently, but now that I know that it's actually the universe you want to live in. Oh, clearly no, it interpret be... definitely how you want to. Yeah. If there is no correct. There's answer. no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's universe, I want to live in, it's definitely the party Thor universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But I think in terms of overall universe, which is the way I interpreted it, um, I definitely think that T'Challa as Star-Lord is probably best overall. Just because like he was able to talk down Thanos. <laughs> right? And we avoided the snap entirely. So that's the one I'm going to put for us. Fantastic. Kyle, what's your nom? Yeah, so... Um... I so I said that what I would most want to live in, but I also think it's just the one that's most that's most improved. And I agree, that's my vote as well. So I'll just give a a different one for variety. Um, I'll say episode one. Uh, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Or really that universe that is ex explored in that episode and in the finale, because we get basically all the fun beats from the Captain America movies, but with Peggy Carter in that role. Um, because of the post credit stinger, we don't know how that pans out yet, but I I love the idea of like Captain Carter kicking ass in present day. Like I'm just picturing her teaming up with the Avengers and like having basically all of the fights that Steve has with Stark, but having Haley Atwell deliver those lines would be so good because she's great with the fiery like like just monologuing at someone. Um yeah, I would love to see that like I hope season two explores that more because she was definitely one of the breakout stars of the season. And that's definitely my, my vote for best universe. I love captain Carter. Um, <laughs> my nom for this one will be the party Thor universe. Um, because I, in my opinion, it fits both bills. The one I would like to be a part of. Cause I mean, just partying all the time with like everyone <laughs> across the galaxy. It's just, it seems like a really fun time in Vegas, no less. And yep. also, as far as what's improved, I mean, for one, Odin decided to do a good thing. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> unrealistic part of this entire series. <laughs> Odin did a good thing? <laughs> like, really? People just kind of gloss over. They're like, wow, he decided to give Loki back. And this kind of, like, mended their their alliance with the, the Frost Giants. And they became, you know, friends. And Loki yeah. and Thor seemed both... Thor maybe not better off, but he he doesn't seem all bad. Yes, he is very much more broy, and being an only child, he seems to just kind of he just doesn't care about anything. But that's kind of who he was in Thor, the first movie, anyways. Yeah, I mean, is it that much of a departure? I don't know. But with Loki, I mean, Loki seems so happy. He's a frost giant. He's with his people. He's huge. And he's still friends with, like, he's not killing people. He's not treacherous. He just likes to pull pranks and, and do, and like, hang out with his brother from another mother. Amazing line, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Party Thor Universe gave us a lot of cool stuff. Howard the Duck and Darcy, like, forever OTP. Thank you. Um, was well, the crossover you- we didn't know we so needed, good. and yet it's perfect. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Um, but when it comes down to casting our votes, where is it going, Anna? Oh, God, I don't know. Okay, I I am going to go... with the party Thor universe just because overall in terms of overall episode enjoyment I've I really enjoyed that universe the most it was just so ridiculous and out of left field um you know like Jane and Thor getting matching tattoos Jane Foster would never get a tattoo right um it was just so ridiculous. I, I really enjoyed that episode, honestly, the most out of all of them. So I'm going to go with Party Thor. I love it. Kyle? What's your uh, they're, yeah, they're all great. They're all universes that were improved. I'm glad none of us uh, picked the Doctor Strange one, because God, what a fucking miserable universe that would be. Um, <laughs> it's a great episode, but Jesus, I don't want to live there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to dark. Vote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to vote for the T'Challa one because I think what that episode did really well. And it's also, I promise not to obnoxiously mention the Twilight Zone too many times in this episode. But I, what, what I love about the Twilight Zone that it occasionally does, typically those episodes are really dark. And they're dark like this is what would happen. if, the, And this, it's always like a, le- a lesson that they teach. Every now and again, they have this really positive episode that's just super happy and has this really great ending. And I love that this, because I honestly thought going into What If, all of them were going to be super dark and most of them are um but the t'challa one is just so fucking optimistic and it's just a testament to how great of a character he is that like if he were to become a star lord everything he touches is improved i mean he like anna said he tucked thanos down which i saw people like criticize the episode for makes perfect sense to me like if anyone was gonna like change thanos's mind it would be t'challa like i can give anyone a speech and and change their mind um yeah but he he healed thanos's relationship with nebula uh he i think yondu is probably better off knowing t'challa like he just kind of makes everyone better just by knowing him um and then even we see with the ending of that episode which is kind of the the cliffhanger with ego getting his hands on peter quill we we get a callback to that in the finale of t'challa getting put back in his universe and fighting alongside quill peter quill is kind of a love or hate, like he's a bit of a polarizing figure in the MCU. I think even he is improved by knowing T'Challa and like kind of taking a backseat and not being the Star-Lord and being like the sidekick. Um, so yeah, I just think overall that universe is the one that's most improved. So that's that's gotta be my vote. My nom is definitely the T'Challa Star-Lord universe. I mean, for one, Thanos does not get the, you know, hunt down the Infinity Stones. He doesn't kill half. <laughs> take away half the universe none of that happens um he just does so much more he protects xandar he takes care of so much business like drax is a happy guy go like he's a bartender like i mean everyone's just so much better off um and i I just love like the whole aspect of like you know a change in in the universe is like just how different that person that character is and that's how you kind of see a lot of these episodes go and of course this one it's like 
the character changes everything around them. Like you put the character in the situation and everything just, you know, blooms from there. And so I think definitely with this universe, Thanos is a good guy. I mean, he's, he's a part of the guardians or whatever they wanted to call themselves. You know, uh, you have Nebula calling T'Challa Cha-Cha, which I am personally a fan of and I will always love them. Uh, that's another OTP. And yeah, I just love how everything was different, but in a good fun way, like the collector, you know, took a took over as the the bad guy you know with the power vacuum you know we still got ebony maul in there uh this universe was you know it still had bad guys but it was just infinitely improved and so fun so that's my vote and with that i believe that's the winner you know what's the best part about that episode though is uh the name gag did Oh, 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 like Korath With, uh, immediately knowing who Star-Lord is. Yep, knowing who he is, <laughs> and obviously in, like, Guardians, people are like, who are you? Yeah. That's, like, that's just how cool T'Challa is. <laughs> Everyone knows his name. <laughs> we may we may get to talk more about that in, in a later category, so. Ooh, spicy. Let's move on. <laughs> and the winner is... The T'Challa Star-Lord Universe. And here are the nominees for Best Fight. There were so many fights. Like, if I'm not mistaken, there was at least one fight an episode. Like, it was, there was always some action going down. Not to mention with our best, you know, a lot of people dying. Like, a lot of just explosions, fighting through dimensions. There's so much going on. So many ways we can vote. With that, Kyle, what's your nom? Yeah, like you said, like so many choices. Uh, honestly, like one of the best parts of the series was the the throwdowns between like characters I didn't even know I wanted to see fight. Um, but one that I loved, and again, I did, had no idea I how much I wanted to see a Vision Ultron until it happened, and then I was like, "Holy fuck, this is the coolest thing ever!" Uh, and it's our boy, the Watcher, fighting him when he basically realizes. The Watchers there and, and they fight and end up kind of like fighting through different universes. And it does a great job of like storytelling. It's not just a fight scene, but it's like showing story in the background. Like they end up in a world where Steve Rogers becomes president, which is like, what? I want I want to live there. I want to live in a world where Steve Rogers is president. Uh, but so you get some great like call that or call outs and references during the fight. But the fight itself is so creative. You finally get a, a glimpse of like what the Watcher can do. Because until this point, he's been just that. He's been the watcher. He's been kind of watching things happen. But this is him intervening and, and finally, like, taking part of the action. And, of course, you get a, a an idea of, like, what Infinity Ultron can do. And he's, like, fucking, I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. So, it's yeah, that's definitely my pick. Anna, what's your nom? So, I'm torn. I'm torn between Captain Marvel and Thor. And Killmonger and Zola. But I feel I have to go with Killmonger and Zola just because that's how it wrapped up the season. And it really took Doctor Strange out of his timeline where his universe was destroyed. And his job is basically to watch over this impending event for pretty much the rest of time as it exists right and they're just in stasis you really don't know who's gonna win it's schrodinger's cat essentially 
in this little pocket universe and he gets to hang out with the watcher and just see really how this is going to pan out for the rest of eternity and i think that's really cool so that's what i'm going to pick i'm also a killmonger simp so <laughs> i'm really happy they brought him back to be honest um yeah that's my numb okay um i am going to nominate party thor versus captain marvel i think that was just super fun i really liked how they just had captain marvel show up in several of these episodes to kind of i think cement just how powerful of a being she was like the whole point of this episode was like she like lost but she was literally holding back so she wouldn't destroy the whole world as we see that she could easily do in the fight against ultron which was another awesome amazing fight but i just i like the playfulness of this one you know i i like i love thor just he's so cheeky in that episode and then in the crossover and then playing off of captain marvel i thought was fantastic i want more of them together in the live action movies going forward i really hope they give us that so that's my mom kyle your vote oh this is so difficult um i also just want to say like i agree i love everything they did with captain marvel i think it was their direct fuck you to all the sexist assholes who don't like captain marvel they're like no she actually is that powerful like you 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 don't have a reason for saying she's not powerful other than sexism so fuck you i, I thought that was great uh she was one of the best parts of the series this is really tough these are all really good fights um yeah i mm, this is tough I think just from a visual standpoint and like rewatchability, I'm going to stick with the Ultron and the Watcher one just because like like I said there's so much going on and you get to see you almost get like for some reason this keeps coming up on our podcast. I don't know why it's it's an obscure episode of television, but the the Fairly Odd Parents episode or the movie where he like goes through different TV channels and stuff. I always think about that for some reason. And this kind of reminded me of it of like just jumping through different like places and universes while they're fighting and it's like a visual treat, but I just love it because it gives you some idea of what the Watcher can do. You see what the what Ultron can do, and yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun to watch. So I got to vote for that one. Anna, your vote. I feel I have to go with. Killmonger and Zola. I think it's stick. just, yeah, I'm gonna stick with what I had. <laughs> no, no shame. I'm a simp. Okay. In that <laughs> I Captain and Marvel and Thor was very fun though. I do have to say that that was also on my short list. Yeah. I so, I think if you had said the the last fight just like the climactic fight at the end, them versus Ultron and like Killmonger versus Zola together, I would definitely vote for that. But I feel like the Killmonger and Zola is just like such a small sliver of a conflict. Like it's what, maybe a minute? While it's right. epic and magnetic, it's it's only so very, very short. I, I feel like I have to go with Ultron Prime, which is what I've been calling this Ultron. <laughs> Versus the Watcher, just because of the, yes the visual 
like breaking through all the dimensions was so cool. And not to mention, I am a fan of the whole Watcher leveling up Super Saiyan, like Sailor Moon uh, super suit going on. I loved it. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was so dope. Um, all three fights are, I think those are definitely the, the best fights of the series. But I had to go for Prime, Ultron and the Watcher. Yeah, I really wanted to nominate Captain Carter just because she's such a baddie, but I could not specifically think of a fight from her episode that really stuck out in my mind like those three did. You know, she had some good moments, but I don't know. Yeah. If we did Best Fighter, I think she would take home the belt. Yes. She was definitely like the funnest to just watch on screen taking care of business. And the winner is... The Watcher versus Ultron Prime. And here are the nominees for Best Death. All right, on to a bit of a, uh, a bit of a downer, but Best Death. We actually, we thought of this award for an, another FBs we're going to be doing in the future, uh, written by a certain George. But um, we think it works for this as well. I mean, this show really just killed all of our favorite characters especially tony stark um but i I loved it i love how they really just pulled no punches there's a lot of really creative deaths so uh yeah let's start with damon what's your nominee for best death i was hoping i would go first for this one (laughs) it's gotta be in marvel zombies and hope exploding sharon from the inside for like (laughs) one like just the actual kill is like, bam, it's like so visual, like blood everywhere. She's covered in blood. It was so visually striking. And also the fact that it's a callback to what we all wanted to see happen in Endgame. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> doing that exact thing. So then it's only not, not, you know, going into the mouth or nose or ear or anything, but going straight up the, straight up the shoot. Um, <laughs> But that didn't happen. So we got this instead, and it was a great kill. That's my nom. All right, Anna? (sighs) I'm stuck between Christine and Hawkeye. Which Christine? The final Christine death in Mm. episode four, the Doctor Strange episode, just because that one was just very, very haunting. Um, So I feel like I'm going to go with Christine just because we've already explored the Natasha Hawkeye dynamic already, but we never really got to see Christine and Dr. Strange as in depth as I would have wanted. And this really pushes their relationship to a different level and just shows how far their relationship really went and how much he really did care for her. And just seeing the whole universe implode as he's like trying tooth and nail to save her. And it's a fixed event and there's literally nothing he can do. You know, and it just, it drives him crazy and it's just so sad. So yeah, I got to go with Christine's final death. Just brutal, brutal ending. Um, I cried (laughs) and I never cry. It was, yeah, it was rough. Uh, Man, there's still so many. I... I'm glad you mentioned um, Hawkeye. That was on my short list. I don't know if I was going to pick it for the same reason. Like we've already kind of explored that, but I did really appreciate that they did. They did like the reverse of what happened in Endgame. Um, I'm probably I'm going to go with one from Episode Three, 
from what if the the world lost its mightiest heroes and it's kind of similar to damon's pick but it's uh bruce banner bruce banner the hulk basically explodes it's a similar thing this is i picked this basically off of visual alone it was just kind of fucked up and like hard to look away from in a weird like i feel bad for saying it but like it was just really like a cool death like i felt like my horror movie loving sense was like oh my god this is great i feel bad for enjoying this because it's, it's bruce banner it's the hulk but it just looks so fucking cool but basically the hulk just exploding from within in uh in episode three you know a lot of people got real mad about that <laughs> <laughs> well then it's on brand that i would pick it <laughs> you can't do that but hey 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 what if yeah that's the point of the show you, you fuck nuts literal- like <laughs> And that, you and that, you absolutely that. can do that. that can happen. Yes, they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> exactly. And I, that's the whole point of this show. I love that death. That was really cool. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, well, it's even more jarring the first time you watch it because you don't know what the hell is happening. You're just sitting there like, yeah. what? That was before <laughs> it became kind of a running joke that they were just killing people left and right. Like, they didn't kill anyone in the first two episodes. And then the entire episode is the premise of what if all the Avengers died? And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Are they just going to kill everyone in every episode? And it, I mean, it wasn't everyone. They just decided we're going to kill Tony Stark in a different way in every episode. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that, that was one of my other choices for this was just all the Tony deaths. <laughs> just all of the Tony deaths. Like, just as a whole. <laughs> Uh, even that jab at the end, right when they go to pick Gamora. They still had to kill him. Okay, okay, okay. My vote, it's got to be Bruce Banner explodes. Like, I forget just how, like, shocking and, like, visceral that was. Like, it really was, like, before we were just like, okay, who's dying this week? It was like, oh, wow, they're all dying. They're not going to kill the, oh, wow, they killed the Hulk. (laughs) And it was great how they did it. Yeah, I think I do got to go with that. So that's my vote. Anna, what's yours? Yeah, I'm going to hop on board that bandwagon. I honestly forgot about that death. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, out of all the deaths, that was that was a pretty solid one. Oh, man. oh you know what I forgot? Also, I want to mention it. I don't think it would win. But uh, Okoye cut in freaking Falcon in half. Oh, yeah. That was dope. Yeah. We could have just filled the whole, like, all of our votes could have been just from zombies because they were all just really creative, <laughs> amazing deaths. Even, like, from that episode, Vision, removing the Mind Stone, that was, that got me. Like, you you mentioned the Doctor Strange episode. that I almost teared up at that because I just hate watching Vision die. Like, after Iron Man, he's the one they like to kill the most, and it was, it was brutal. <laughs> well, we have another winner. And the winner is... The Incredible Hulk Explodes. What's Goofy's favorite sport? Golf! And that's why soon you'll be able to play the brand new Nintendo Switch game, Goofy's Goofy Golfing. 18 holes of ridiculous d- design courses, guaranteed to have you chuckling on your way to a hole in one. Rated something for real. And here are the nominees for the Easter Egg Award. The Easter Egg Award. The award, like, tailor-made for the MCU. This show is, like, an Easter egg itself. 
like, just it's loaded with so much stuff. Every everything's a reference or a callback to something. So pick your poison. There's there's an infinite amount. Anna, what's your not? <laughs> so I'm gonna pick Colson's password. <laughs> Damn it! Three. Hashtag Steve, Steve, Steve. I heart Steve. Zero seven zero four. <laughs> so good. Because it's Captain America's birthday. <laughs> and when I when it popped up, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. It's definitely a secure password, though. Good job, Colson. That uh, <laughs> yes, that's an amazing pick. I love that. Kyle, what's your nom? And I need to stop stealing my nominations. Uh, I just had his love for Cap in general. I loved it. And that's one of the best parts of the first Avengers movie. Um, I will pivot. I'm going to go with one that is, I guess, more of a broad Easter egg. It's not shouting out like any particular one thing, but the idea of like Hank Pym being this really mentally unstable, like in the comics, he's a really fucked up character. Like he... (laughs) He kind of goes off the deep end even more than he does in episode three. But the shit like the image of that, I love the, the arc that he goes on in the comics. Um, it's really, really, really tough to read sometimes, but he's just a very fucked up character at points. And the way episode three explored that, like the possibility of him just losing his sanity was really, really intriguing. So that's my pick. Love it. I, I just wrote down Hank Pym as an unstable fucker. I feel like <laughs> pretty <actually>. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, my Easter egg. We mentioned it earlier, but mine is Korath fanboys over Star-Lord. I just yes. die. <laughs> For one, Korath is amazing in that episode. He okay, really is. Great, yeah. great voice work by our boy Jamon. And it's just like, okay, for one, it, it goes back to the whole, you know, beginning of Guardians. Star, I'm Star-Lord. Who? who? Like, but this, he's like literally like you're Star Lord. I like every. I love you so much. Every like you do all these things, and he's just he joins the gang, and the whole time he's like, you know, we're we're he's my best friend. But just like that whole callback at the beginning, he's like, you know, you're Star Lord was such a cool reversal, which I think is was one of the my favorite things of I was hoping for for what if is like scenes that you've seen before or things you've heard with a little nice fancy spin on it, you know, and yeah. that was so fun. So that's my nom. Three great noms, man. All right, time to decide. Anna, what do you think? What are you leaning towards? Honestly, I'm going to have to go with the password just because out of all of the ones nominated, that was the one that definitely made me chuckle the most. But I mean, there were other really good ones too. Like you had like Rocket in the Party Thor episode, just passed out in the sink. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you had uh, also in the Party Thor episode, you had, um, you remember Korg wore that like pineapple shirt? Mm-hmm. Like that shirt was brought up in the Party Thor episode. Like yeah. there's just so many good, really subtle Easter eggs. So no matter what wins, you definitely can't go wrong. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with the Korath one. I think that, yeah, that's just such a great... It's one of the funniest moments in the first Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie, and then it's just like... A, just an, It's a better improvement on, on it, because it's not... 
I don't know. It's just a better version of it. And you get like Korath just like really innocently like fanboying. And yeah, it's a great kind of reversal of what is already a great joke. So that's my, that's my vote. I am, I'm very split between, between Korath and, and Colson's password. Those are both pretty great. It's really impossible for me to do anything against Colson. I got to vote for Colson. <laughs> I love Colson. And Colson has never done anything wrong. That's correct. And we know and we love him. Um, he's, yeah, like the whole, we didn't even mention him fanboying over freaking uh, Thor. It's like, look at that hair. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I forgot about that. He and then Hawkeye's like, oh my God, Colson wasn't kidding. <laughs> But the password is just hilarious. Like, especially the what, like the the password itself. And of course, it would be his. I, I have to give some love to Colson, so that's my vote. And the winner is Phil Colson's undying love for Captain America. And here are the nominees for most memorable moment. All right, fun one. We've got most memeable moment. Our favorite meme or joke that we've seen come out of this series. Uh, maybe potential for a meme that we want to see come out of this series. We can interpret, you know, however we want. But Damon, what is your pick for most memeable moment? Okay, so we were talking before the episode, and I was like, I really haven't seen many memes about what if, you know? Yeah. Just a couple here and there. So I just kind of look, went looking, you know, around Tumblr or what have you. They always got the good stuff. <laughs> and they didn't have any good memes, so to say, but I saw like a... A set of gifs, 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 gifs. Uh, we're GIFs. not doing this again. It's gifs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and it it was this what I'm going to say, and I, I felt like this could turn out into a pretty awesome meme. But you have the setup at the end of uh, episode eight, where Strange is talking to the Watcher. Are you ready to break your oath? You want me to say it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I want you to say it. Okay. I can't believe I'm about to say this. And he's like, I see now. I need your help. Instead, you put whatever the hell you want to put at the end that you never thought you would say. You never thought you would un- you would believe. It would be some pretty fucking hilarious stuff, I think. Okay. I did not expect that. That I like that a lot. Because you, you can do lots of different things with that. I suggest Soylent Greenest People, just the natural next saying after that. Um, oh my god! That that would be <laughs> that would be the perfect name god, for you. No. Yes. Uh, that's a great nom, uh, Anna. What is your nom for most memeable moment? So I actually saw a really funny meme earlier, and of course it's because like I had the same problem Damon had. I went, I really haven't seen a lot of memes from What If, so clearly I went to Ryan and I was like, Ryan, I need you to do a meme jump. And he's like, let me go to the archives. <laughs> <laughs> to which he proceeds to Shout send to me Ryan. like 60 different memes. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I have I have a lot of material to pull from here. There was a really funny one. It was <laughs> Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Um, but the background was actually <laughs> um the Captain America um, commercial and the meme says so you want to survive the zombie apocalypse 
And that one like definitely cracked me up. I mean, there were some other funny ones in there, but I think out of all the ones I've seen, that was definitely like the funniest like crossover. Um, and of course there were some other ones where it was like the watcher and it was like, oh, I'm the watcher and you're watching the Disney channel. <laughs> oh, that's your your choice is a, is a very good one. I, I like a, the fact that it's Spider Man riffing off of the whole, you know, Captain America uh, info PSA that was in his movie. That I love that. That's a good callback. Yeah, that's like memeception right there. It's layered. I know. Um, it's perfect. Okay, I oh, there's still so many to choose from. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with. It's not really like a meme, but I just. So Loki had a jump scare in its finale with uh, Miss Minutes, you know, like the hey y'all thing. Uh, and then we have episode one of What If with Howard Stark kind of like a jump scare when he when they, he, Steve and Peggy are about to have their moment and Howard like pops in on the window and he goes, Barnes stole a Jeep. And it's just like so out of nowhere. I've seen that clipped and used in such random situations. So it's not like a meme, but I can also, I, I can see it being used in like, and I, I can see it being the new uh, Rick roll, like any video that's like leading up to something. And then you just jump to Barnes stole a Jeep. It's just fucking iconic. So that's, that's my vote. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so I, I didn't, I saw that meme, but it was like just one. So I didn't really understand what they were going for, but the idea of just throwing it in with anything, uh, really makes that a very livable meme. I, I think you can do tons with that. Right. I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to go for. I'm going Peter Parker, so you want to survive the zombie apocalypse. It's it's meme on top of meme. It's referencing his super awesome, like, video in the episode. It's it's re referencing the fact that, he, you know, he's a fan of Cap, and he watched that in his own show, his own movie. I like it. It's just a lot of layers. Anna? I have to go with Barnes stole a Jeep because Bucky's my husband and I can't do anything wrong by him. So clearly, you know, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, oh man, I, I think I'm going to go with the Peter Parker one as well, just because it is like it's like a meme on a meme on a meme because you get like the honestly, the best joke to come out of Homecoming is the, the cap thing. And yeah, I also love that. I want a, a version of that zombies episode that is entirely from Peter Parker's like camera. I think that'd be really funny, but uh, yeah, that was, it was like a meme that it can only be as funny as it is. If you've been watching the MCU this long, cause it like calls back to other MCU things, but it's also just funny on its own. So yeah, that one was really good. Also shout it's out. A, or sorry, it's a second generation meme. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, shout out also to Happy's t-shirt in Zombies. The I'm not single, I'm saving myself for Thor was really, I, I had to like go back and rewatch a scene with him a couple times to catch that. Everyone's just thirsty for Thor. <laughs> the it's hair. true. It's the hair. It's facts. And the winner is Peter Parker as the Captain America PSA. So you want to survive the zombie apocalypse? And here are the nominees for the Variant Award, also known as the Alligator Loki Award. Brand new award. The Variant Award. Hmm. Made this 
special. Pretty much maybe the one time only for this. <laughs> um, it's your favorite variation on our beloved MCU characters. It's pretty much almost everybody is up for grabs. Yeah. But what's your favorite change? What like just why do you like them so much more than the original? Kyle, what's your nod? I think I'm gonna go with one. Mm, I'm torn between two. Um, I'm gonna go with one because we've already we've already talked up Captain Carter quite a bit, and I love her. Want to go with her, but I'm gonna go with Frost Giant Loki, which we have talked about a little bit. But I think that it's such an upgrade. <laughs> I mean, our poor sweet Loki has lived such a tormented and honestly horrible life, especially this is the last, I mean, before this series, the last time we saw him, the love of his life, who is also him, had just turned his, like, had ter- ter- it's betrayed him, and, and he basically is fucked, and he, like, he lost his best friend in, in Mobius, and, like, just poor Loki has been w- through way too much, and this is, like, a version of him that's, like, happy, and he's friends with Thor, and he seems to live, like, a pretty like fun life and he's not there's not a whole lot of conflict with who he is and his identity and he seems pretty happy like as a a frost giant so yeah i just i love the i think that was very deliberate by the writers of the show they were like we've got to give our poor sweet loki a break so i i I love that that variant anna what's your nom so i'm gonna go with zombie hunter peter parker because I feel like this is Peter Parker as we've never really seen him, but he's ramped up to Peter Parker times a thousand and he's gone full nerd, right? <laughs> His video is just so funny. And just like all his, his little survival tips, like it's just, it's fantastic. I, honestly, out of, with the exclusion of Howard the Duck, Zombie Hunter Peter Parker was my favorite variant. So that's what I'm going with. I hate y'all. Y'all really going to make me have to decide whether I'm putting T'Challa Star-Lord or Captain Carter on this list? Ooh. One's not getting on there. And that's not my fault. I'm just letting everyone know that. (laughs) There's a clear answer as to which one you should pick, though. Yeah, there absolutely is. Captain Carter. Yep. I loved T'Challa Star-Lord, but Captain Carter is like, I'm just putting my vote out for Captain Carter now for this. Captain Carter is like, she's getting more episodes. I want a live action TV series of Captain Carter. Give me Haley Atwell stat. I'm a huge fan of Agent Carter. Oh my God, that would be perfect. That's their way of like, because Agent Carter was clearly canceled way too soon. So that would be amazing if we just got that series, but now it's called Captain Carter. You're a genius. Fuck it. Give give Disney Plus all the money to do that. I need it, so that's my vote. Um, I'm still upset T'Challa didn't even make the nom list, but it's okay. Well, you list. know what? No, Here's no, the thing, no. though. I, I can I can I pull my nom and like put T'Challa in? No, because... no, 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 no. Here's the thing, because this isn't disrespecting him at all or anything. Because this not. is about variants, and he's pretty much the same character he already was. It's just everything else that's different. Like everything else has okay. been impacted and that's by him. True. Yeah. So that's why I didn't want to vote for him. And I feel okay about it because, like, we already know he's the best. We don't have to he, vote for him. <laughs> he did not care about breaking rules at all. He was definitely a little bit more roguish. Instead of, he was roguish instead that's of regal. Cool. That was the difference. That's Rogue, totally not regal. But 
Okay. Cat, I mean, I'm okay because Frost Giant Loki was such a was such a cool character. So much better for Loki. Peter Parker was definitely underrated, and I was kind of mad we didn't get him in the team up. Me with too. With the Guardians of the Multiverse, like the, he had the freaking like the levit the cloak of levitation, and like the whole speech he had with Hope and about how like he's lost so many people and like he just kept fighting. Like, but the reason. Not- why that probably happened, though, is because he went on that journey with Doctor Strange and Iron Man, right? So he already really had a prominent storyline. The people that were put in oh. at the end did not get that prominent of a storyline. That makes sense. With the exception of Black Widow. So That's very fair. But her movie yeah. just came out. <laughs> well, all, all the noms are, are really great. I do love them all. I'm just being salty. But... <laughs> okay. But can we also just give a shout out to Ant Man's head? Yes. <laughs> yes. I really enjoyed that. That was really good. Oh, Futurama, oh. Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a great variant. Honestly. <laughs> so Anna, what's your vote? Honestly, I'm gonna have to go with Captain Carter. She's a baddie. She is. Kyle, is it a sweep? Yeah, it's it's hers to win. Uh, they're all really great, and they're all great different looks at these characters, but just Peggy Carter in general, uh, we've not gotten enough of in the MCU, and this was our chance to see like her with her full potential, like what she could have become. Um, and I also, like, I'm voting this in the spirit of, like, we will see much more of her, too. Like, I, I love that season two is already basically confirming... We're going to get a lot more of Captain Carter, which I'm totally okay with. So, yeah, that's the easy vote. <laughs> Not to mention that people are, like, riding in the streets already if they don't give Nat, Nat and Captain Carter justice. Oh, so, absolutely. That are like, chemistry is electric. People hate that credit scene. They're like, no, we don't need Steve. <laughs> we, keep, keep him in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave him there. Unbelievable. <laughs> And the winner is... Captain Peggy Carter. Hi there. This episode of Planet Fantasy is brought to you by having the fucking nerve. You really... You had the audacity, didn't you? You know what you did. No, not you. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. Keep it up. You. Yes, you. Don't turn the episode off. You know what you did. You had the audacity. Go back to the... Listen to the rest of the episode, please. And here are the nerds. I mean, the nominees for Valedictorian. All right. On to the big ones. We are on to Valedictorian. This has changed a bit, obviously. This is basically a voice acting role, but the same rules apply. Basically, our favorite performance of the season... A lot of people had a lot of heavy lifting to do with replacing big actors, um, you know, and just playing different roles. So, Damon, who's your your vote for valedictorian? So this one is really where I think he deserves the vote and the nom. It's Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, Star-Lord. I mean, he's great as his voice work as the other T'Challas, but I feel like this one, he was having so much fun you know, playful with it and so much to the point to where they were going to do a spin-off TV series 
based on this character because they knew they had something special there. And Chadwick seemed like he had a ball with it and he was going to roll with it. And I just thought like that combination with the scenario with Chadwick, it was magnetic. It was like electric. I loved every single second of it. Chadwick is just a phenomenal actor and his voice work. I thought was just really fun exciting and believable in the episode so that's my nom kyle what's yours um yeah a lot of really great voice work i i'm actually gonna go with lake bell as natasha romanoff um kind of tricky waters right now talking about scarlett johansson and in, in disney and marvel uh so i don't know how much of that played into her not playing natasha i imagine it played a factor but um this I mean, the timing of this worked really well because as this show was starting, I was starting to watch the show Harley Quinn and still am. And Lake Bell is my favorite performance in that show. I think she is fucking phenomenal as Poison Ivy. Um, and yeah, I, I remember the f- the first episode that Nat was in. I think it was three. I was like, that sounds like ScarJo, but it's not quite there. And I had to look it up. And yeah, Lake Bell just crushes it. Like, I think this show even though it gave us so many different like versions of characters and that was fun. It also really like gave Natasha a like time to shine almost more than the movie black widow did in a weird way. Like the movie black widow was fine, but like she really shone in this series and like kind of proved how crucial of a character she is. Um, and I, yeah, I thought Lake bell was just like, I not for one second was I like, Oh, they'd miscast this role. She just felt so natural as Natasha. Love it. Anna, what's your nom? So there are two actors that I just adore and that I want in everything, right? One is Giancarlo Esposito (laughs) and the other is Jeffrey Ray. (laughs) So clearly I'm going to have to go with the watcher on this one. I think considering he's exploring a character that really hasn't been brought into the MCU before in terms of um, this capacity, I think he completely knocked it out of the park. You know, he was great as Bernard in Westworld. Um, you know, he was Felix in the Bond series. It, pretty much anything that Jeffrey does, he crushes it. And we really haven't been able to, I personally haven't seen a lot of his voice acting. Um, and I mean, yeah, he was in, in BoJack and all, and Venture Brothers and all that. But I think in this one, he just completely crushed it. So... I got to go with my boy, Jeffrey. I'm making this hard, guys. Um, Jeffrey Wright was great. I mean, every episode, you know, he was the narrator. He was giving us voice work the entire time. And I really enjoyed his voice work, especially in see, like episode eight. He's like, oh, what like what is happening? What is going on here? Yeah. If we had a, an award for like best single line delivery, it would definitely be what the hell is this? Or whatever he said. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Add that to another Effie's. <laughs> that, that's a really good dom. Uh, Lake Bell was also on my short list because I love Lake Bell. I love her acting, live action. I love her voice work. Poison Ivy is so good. And Har- Harley Quinn, watch the, ep- watch the series. If you have not yet, finish it, Kyle. Yeah. Please. So we can talk about what happens. Um... <laughs> Chadwick, who who's so good. Oh man. 
I mean, I'm voting for Chadwick. So <laughs> yeah, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's my vote. But it's really closer than you would think. But it, it's it's really like I can't go against Chadwick. That performance I felt was just really special. Yeah. So yeah, that's my vote. Is it is it a sweep, y'all? It's I a total so. sweep. Yeah, it, and it, this isn't like a knock on the other ones. They're all great. I even thought of like you know Michael Douglas as Hank Pym was really good. Um, everyone in Zombies was all really really great. But I just think so. Like episode two started, and I knew going in it was going to be a little rough. I didn't know how many episodes he had recorded, but it started, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm not ready. Like it was it was it was pretty brutal. The episode was great, but it was just very emotional. And then I didn't know how many episodes he recorded after that. So it was just such a pleasant surprise every time he showed up after that. Like he's in the zombies episode, I think, and he's in um, Killmonger. Oh, the Killmonger episode, and of course in the finale. yeah, just hearing it's hard to I've seen a couple of people say you can kind of tell in the finale there's a little bit of strain in his voice. I personally can't. I think maybe us knowing that he was battling with cancer maybe informs that like it kind of makes it a bias thing, but I can't tell when I listen to it. He sounds like T'Challa. Like he just he sounded as iconic as he always has and it yeah, it was just a if anything else, like this show could have been a complete flop and it still would have been great because it was a great send off to Chadwick as T'Challa. And he just, if this is the last we get of him, it was a really, really great kind of send off. And yeah, he was fantastic. So that's an easy clean sweep for Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> and the winner is Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa Star-Lord. And here are the nominees for Best Memory. Best memory, or in this case, the best scene and moment that you just can't get out of your head, the one that you just feel like is just a step above the rest in this series. Anna, what's your nom? <laughs> Happy Hogan's um, I'm not single. <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, I'm not single. I'm saving myself for Thor t-shirt. <laughs> So that's your best, your favorite, wait, just, wait. just the shirt itself? I mean, okay, if I have to, technically, it's the whole Peter Parker zombie movie memory. Okay, that's, yes. okay. Um, that's a great one. But specifically, I need everyone to know that that's where my mind is on, is Happy Hogan's t-shirt. That's okay. <laughs> that That's a very good thing. I was really oh, confused. Like, sure, I was just, so confused. I was like, we already did the Easter egg award. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, well, I mean, the whole thing is, is good. I mean, you have <laughs> them attacking Buffy in the shower. <laughs> uh, I mean, you have like the little, um, you have them notating people's different skills and like Happy's skill is like boxing, which is a callback to a couple of scenes that yes. he did earlier in the mcu and it's just it's very well done Friends. yes uh, it is that's a fantastic nom i love it kai what's your nom uh so my pick is the t-shirt that t'challa wears no um my pick is <laughs> i just can't get over that um I'm going to go with one from the finale from what if the watcher broke his oath. It's very close to the end of the, the series. Basically, you know, the watcher has brought everyone back to that 
place they were before they got into the fight and everyone's leaving, going back to their universes. And Nat just doesn't want to leave because she literally has nothing left. Um, and they kind of had this conversation where she's like, yeah, because we don't mean anything to you. Like, why would you care? And he kind of explains. And then the watcher basically becomes us as the viewers. He's like, no, you're everything to me. Like you are the stories that I watch and protect. I just love that scene because it kind of breaks the fourth wall and it's like explains why the MCU is so important to so many people. And also it gives some great depth to the watcher who like you could argue is a pretty one dimensional character up until then. He, you don't really know what his function is and the fact that he one intervened at all. I mean, that shows that he cares, but also the idea that like, these are his, the he the MCU is to him what it is to us. They're his stories. They're his TV and his movies. Like he enjoys watching these people's lives and he cares about them and he wants to help them. I thought it was a cool little like great ending and a a great example of why the MCU is so important in general and that it actually matters to people and it's not just a throwaway franchise. It's a very meaningful thing and so and it was great. It was the way it was delivered from our Jeffrey and and Lake was perfect. So that's my pick fantastic scene my best memory is because it's really freaking cool to look at <laughs> strange devours the souls of thousands and thousands of monsters and demons and creatures that was just so cool like yeah. that episode alone just was was like a lot but that was by far like maybe in my opinion the coolest moment of the entire series and shows us just how dangerous Strange can be and how powerful he can end up being. Like, it, it, you know, it, and not only that, but like it, it, that scene gives us, gives way to just how important Strange is for the finale and everything like that. But it's just so striking. You have him fight facing it. Uh, what's the name? M- Magorath? Is that the name of the uh, supposed tentacle beast? I'm, I think so. It, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, that was so cool. The dragon, like just all the different things you just see flash before. And he's just consuming them all. And I just thought that was epic. I love that. That's why not. Um, all right. Who who's voting first? I don't I, I don't envy this job. I don't want to vote. So I'm going to make someone else vote first. Anna, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so just to recap, we have the zombie video, we have Doctor Strange, Devourer of Worlds, and we have um, The Watcher. I think solely just going on the fact that this is what if, I'm going to have to go with The Watcher. Because that really boils down the show in its entirety, right? Um, in comparison to, yeah, Doctor Strange was, like, super cool, and the zombie video was fun. Um, I, I really think we have to stay true to the show, so I am going to vote for The Watcher. Kyle, your vote? Um, yeah, I, these are all really good. I want, I, I'm torn between the Stephen Strange one and the and the the Watcher, but I think I'm gonna vote for the Watcher, kind of for the same reason. I think it does boil down like what the show is all about. I will shout out like the the Doctor Strange one, that can only happen in in an animated show. Like the budget to do something like that in live action would be 
astronomical. So I love that they took full advantage of being animated and like really went for it. This show is full of just so many cool visual shots. Um, so I, I want to shout that out. But yeah, I'll, I'll vote for the Watcher one as well because it is just a perfect picture of what the show is about and what it represents. I'm gonna go with Strange still, but just to, just to give it a vote. But I mean, the Watcher in a conversation with Nat is is very touching, and very much a a nod to just the whole fandom as a whole. So very respectful win. I'm okay with it. And the winner is... Nat's Conversation with the Watcher. And here are the nominees for Game of the Year. All right, Game of the Year. In this case, the best episode of What If. So we had nine episodes, not really a miss. (laughs) They were all really great. So Damon, what is your pick for Game of the Year? What if T'Challa was Starling? Just... Like I said before, from beginning to end, super fun. I love the world. It's so much better. Um, I love the different relationships we get to see. We get some amazing lines. Like, pretty sure that sounds like genocide, but it's efficient. Like, <laughs> we get my girl Nebula looking looking great with Cha-Cha, my boy. We get the collector. Stop it. Bad guy. We get Howard the Duck. It. We get so much fun stuff. And we get another performance from the amazing Chadwick Boseman. I have nothing bad to say about the episode. I, I love every minute of it. That's my nom. I have something bad to say about the episode. The fact that they called T'Challa Cha-Cha. You're making Kyle and I agree here. What have, what have you done, Damon? Um, I'm You're just right. voicing the facts. <laughs> it's bad. You're literally breaking the laws of physics by making it's Kyle and I agree. bad. Oh, well, I barely know what's not going to win this. No, we never said that. We're just saying that that was the problem with the episode. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, Anna, what's your nom? Best episode. In a twist that shocks and surprises everyone, I'm going to go with the zombie episode. It's almost like you've told us this before oh, at an earlier time in the episode. <laughs> it was fun. And honestly, I hate zombie content with the exception of iZombies. And this one kept my interest from start to finish. It was fun. It was entertaining. You know, it was shocking. A lot of death. A lot of heartbreak. I just think overall it was the most well-rounded. I love it. This is impressive too because you do not like zombie stuff. So I yeah, that was like the mark content. of how good of an episode it was. Was Ryan and Anna immediately being like, "I hate zombie stuff," but this episode was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Kyle, I am gonna pick one that I feel like. Yeah, Damon's got his hand. Like I, I feel like no one really talks about this episode, so I'm okay with it losing. I'm gonna vote for episode three. Um, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? It's not like the flashiest episode. It's not like the most talked about. I just love the premise. I love a good murder mystery. Um, and yeah, it's just so it's done so well. You get really great voice work from everyone. This is the first time we hear like Lake Bell as Natasha Romanoff. Um, but you get just like I love the premise. It's a good callback. You could even call this whole episode an Easter egg because it's a callback to the um, the comic that they made 
uh, I think it's called Fury's Big Week. It was kind of leading up to the Avengers movie. It was like a tie-in comic, and it was basically him meeting all of the Avengers separately. Um, and it's a great inverse of that and, like, a great change. Uh, and I love the the callback to Hank Pym. And, yeah, it's just a really fun episode. You get the great ending of, like, Loki helping Fury out and, like, pretending to be Fury uh, and then still being Loki and taking over the next day. Um, and you get like the Captain Marvel and Captain America ending. I, I just love the way it kind of plays out. And like, it, I de- definitely did not expect Hank Pym to be like the villain of the episode. So it was very, it, it, the twist actually works. Like it, it works really well. So that's, that's my vote. I, I like that you like this one so much because it really is underrated. I mean, I very much enjoyed it a lot. I love the Hank Pym reveal. I thought that was one of the better moments or twists of the whole series because everyone who knows anything about Hank Pym was like, yep, that tracks. Of course. <laughs> like, as soon as you heard the word hope, you're like, yep. oh, no. Yep. <laughs> Shows up in the yellow jacket suit. Um, that's great. And then Marvel Zombies. Oh, go ahead, Anna. And it was honestly the darkest, like the first dark episode, right? Yeah. Because you have the first two, which are kind of lighthearted and fun. And then you just go into this and you're like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? The only thing I did not like about this episode was that in the first two episodes, they state what the change was. And I know why they did it. It's because obviously they wanted to make it like mysterious and and, like for the shock value. Um, But just after the first two, I expected like, okay, they're going to tell us what the deviation is at the beginning. Right. So, but overall it was, it was a fun episode. You know, I like the fact that they didn't do that because not only because it was a mystery, but because I mean, you know, the and the title of the episode is still very true. Like, I mean, what happens if we lose them all? You know, like, mm-hmm. but that that's fair. Marvel Zombies also, I enjoyed. I definitely feel like it's it almost hurts because it's not finished. It's almost like we like almost expect it to keep going. Yeah. Like, you know, like the Captain Carter, like there's more story to tell almost. So but at the same time, I mean, it still was awesome. I loved it. It was but super it, fun. But it did keep going because we got zombies in the finale. <laughs> That's true. That was one we of the did. best parts. We got of the zombie finale. Wanda. <laughs> we did. I feel like we're gonna get a season two episode that, that keeps going. Oh absolutely. Going. Yeah. If we don't get our boy, our zombie hunter, Peter Parker again, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah. You know. But when it comes down to it, my vote has to be the T'Challa become Star Lord episode for the reasons I stated before. I, I gotta roll with it. It's my number one. That's my that's my vote. Anna, you sticking with your guns? I am actually also gonna vote for the T'Challa episode, but I am still very offended that they called him Chaka. Kyle. Uh, yeah, it's a testament to how great of an episode it is. I hate the cha-cha thing, but it that's my vote as well. It's a clean sweep, once again, for our boy T'Challa, as if that was any surprise. Um, I, yeah, I think it's just a really, really well-made episode. It is just relentlessly hopeful and optimistic, which is great placement in the series that it, they did that early so that they could get really fucking dark later in the episodes. Um, and the, the line that Yondu says at the end to him, I forgot 
what the exact line is, but it's like there's nowhere you can't go where that isn't like improved or some, something like that. It's much better when they say it in the series, but it's such a great like picture of what the episode is. It's just basically what if T'Challa influenced everything because his influence is positive. Like everything he touches just is improved. And yeah, I love the good guy Thanos thing. I know people didn't like that either. I thought that was a really cool choice. It was a fun little subversion of what was like the scariest MCU thing ever. You know, Thanos was like the big bad of the MCU. So having him be this like kind of like a Drax type character, like just this big bulky guy who wants to help out him fighting the Ravagers was really cool. Um, obviously Howard, the duck was fucking incredible. Uh, yeah, it was just such a fun, hopeful episode. So that's, that's a clean sweep again. Clean sweep. I will have to say one, one quick thing about this series. Everyone, was so quick to just be like, I don't like that shouldn't happen. And it's like, you like, do you not know what you're watching? Yeah. It's a literal series about what if this happens? Yes. Multiverse, everything, anything and everything will happen. It's, it's one thing to not like a creative choice. Like I understand that, but then to say like, no, that wouldn't happen. That's complete. Cause that's the whole point of this. Like it would in another universe. That's the point, you know, it's a multiverse of possibilities. So of course it would in some universe, you know? Yeah. That, 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 that one just gets to me. Like, come on guys, understand what you're watching. Get with it. And the winner is what if T'Challa became a star Lord? And here are the nominees for the Great Expectations Award. Great Expectations, an award that we definitely like and we're going to keep bringing back. It's always fun to to look forward for, especially in a franchise, an IP that is not slowing down anytime soon. All of these, these, things, these things are connected. And for this special Great Expectations Award, we are doing our dream episode two episode, our dream season two episode. So your favorite scenario that you think they might do or you hope they do. Anna, what's your nom? <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I'm rooting for Pet Avengers. But that might actually actually happen. Though, is my yeah, the not, only reason I'm saying so that crazy. is because they had the Easter egg in Loki with Throg. And and Alligator Loki. Right. Oh, there's so um, many. I mean, Alligator Loki, I'm like, okay, like maybe that was just like a fun thing to throw in, but they did put Chris Hemsworth in as Throg screaming in a jar. So it could happen. <laughs> um, yeah. It's probably not going to happen, but that's just you know, I love animals and it's just, it would be a fun, fun deviation from the MCU norm, I think. I will say it makes sense to do it as an animated episode more yeah, than probably sure. a live action. I will say that I'm hoping for a right. whole TV series on Disney plus for like kids, <laughs> like pet, pet Avengers. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. The, the only thing holding it back, I think would really be Lockheed because X-Men and Kitty Pride aren't really in the MCU yet. So tentatively. Yet. Yeah, that's true. Yet. Um, I cannot doesn't mean it can't happen, but. Well, I love it. Pet Avengers. We're all fans of the pets, of the animals, <laughs> and we need more of them. 
Yeah. Kyle, what's your knock? Man, so, so many. Um, I'm going to go with one. There's a lot of what if comics that I would love to see, but kind of like what y'all just talked about with like the X-Men, they can't do until they have the rights or they've, I almost feel like what if is like the the great the best way to introduce things that they want to like I would love to see the fantastic fantastic four the first time we see them is in like a what if episode that would be so cool and then we get to see them later in like their movie that's going to happen I don't think that's realistic but one I think would be really fun that we already have the groundwork laid with Captain America Civil War there's a what if comic that's called I think it's just called what if the Civil War ended or something like that um and it's basically so in the comic there is a really big turning point during the during that series where uh captain america and iron man meet up and they're supposed to talk and like have a conversation but instead it's a sneak attack and their sides end up fighting and the war continues and you know bad things happen this comic basically ends with them actually talking things out and they come to an agreement and then it kind of flashes forward to like years later of both teams kind of coming to an agreement. They don't go full uh, Team Stark where they're registered, but they come to it. I can't remember what the specifics of the agreement are, but they come to a, a truce and you get like old Captain America and old Iron Man, like mentoring young superheroes. And it's it's basically like the good place for Marvel comics. Like it's like the, it's kind of like episode two, like this really, really hopeful, optimistic scenario I have mixed feelings about the Civil War movie, but I definitely think it was a huge turning point in the MCU. And it, it was, I mean, like, if you, if that is resolved and, like, Cap and Iron Man come to an agreement, they never split up. Maybe Infinity War is completely changed because the teams aren't separated. Like, that's a big reason why they lost in Infinity War is they were separated. So I would love to see how different the MCU would be if if they had come to an agreement in Civil War. Okay. I like that. My nom is what if Quicksilver survived in Age of Ultron? Because for one, it could change a lot. For I mean, you don't have Wanda maybe going into as much of a tailspin as she does. You know, maybe she has more support. Um. Quicksilver is a fun character, and I think especially in an animated form, you could have a lot of fun with them and maybe bring a little bit more respect to the character. Wasn't my favorite in Age of Ultron, unfortunately. And yeah, I just feel like it'd be a lot of fun to see like the those next, you know, the next phases with Quicksilver in it. Like maybe he helps a whole bunch. Like maybe he really is a big part of helping take Thanos down. You know, uh, what's his part in Civil War? Does Civil War happen? Like, what happens when, if, like, does maybe Wanda's not the one, uh, doesn't hurt someone like that? Who knows? Like, there's a lot of directions that it could go, and I think that'd be a lot of, it'd be fun to take that direction, because Quicksilver, while, you know, the character's gone, I think definitely deserves more respect. And also, I mean, I think we're definitely getting a Quicksilver again at some point. So might as well give us some more Quicksilver to like start building on the character more. So yeah, that's fine. Quicksilver or Ralph Boner. <laughs> See this, this, in this, in this dream scenario, oh, that never happens. We don't get Boner. We get an actual Quicksilver return. <laughs> Honestly, All right, my only uh, 
issue with the MCU is they didn't really tie in X-Men yet at all. And I'm really interested to see if they are going to do that at some point. I'm sure they will, but. I mean, technically the only movies they've made since they've acquired X-Men have been the last three movies. And I mean, one was in the past. And, you know, so it, you know, I feel like they're just give them time. I think they're, they're, they're working for it. I think, of course, if anyone's listened to the pod, uh, specifically maybe the X-Men episode, I, my theory is that the Eternals are the DNA, like, relatives, or they, they are the, like, link to the X-Men right. in this universe. That's my, that's my plot theory. I don't think that's too far, I mean, I don't think that's too crazy of a theory either, because of, like, the trailers for the Eternals. Like, they, ta- they do a lot of, like, saying like the something has awoken awakened whatever something is awake now because of the snap like they do a lot to say that in the trailer so it's very possible that that could be the thing that kind of like activates the mutant gene Hmm. so what's our votes y'all we got we got three (laughs) pretty good ones uh anna are, are you are you voting for your pet avengers no i'm actually gonna vote for kyle's this is why I hate the Effies, okay? I always wind up agreeing with Kyle. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> not this is right. Finally, my therapy, my friend therapy. Yeah, this real. is what Damon does. He's really sneaky about it. He's like, I'm just going to get the two of them on a Skype call and make them agree with each other. <laughs> I mean, it's the only way it happens. Otherwise, we just fight all the time. <laughs> my methods are questionable, but efficient. That sounds like, like Damn, if you don't get. <laughs> Damn if you don't get results. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go... I don't know. Kyle, what's your vote? Well, the the horror continues because I'm voting for Pet Avengers. Uh, I think that that would be amazing. <laughs> I want to see it. I don't think it's just as a joke. I genuinely would love to, like an episode of all of either like... An episode where they get really weird with it and just do a pet. Ver- I don't. I'm not familiar with the pet Avengers, so I don't know if they're all just like pet versions of the Avenger roster, or if they're the pets. Uh, like Steve Rogers has a dog or whatever. I don't know. Is it whatever they go with it? I would love to see them just do a whole episode of like just shenanigans. Like you said, Damon, it only works as an animated uh, episode. But they, if they just went wild with like a you know Throg or like a pet version of of cap or you know anyone i th- i think that would be super super fun so so like Kyle i don't exactly know like are they like because we apparently know there's like lucky there's there's lucky there's some like very sentient creatures and then there's like literal like dog there's a dog <laughs> so, okay. so like what is happening pet avengers i don't know either but it sounds fun <laughs> All right, um, so the lineup is um, Hairball, who belongs to Speedball, hmm. Red Wing, so Falcon's oh, of partner. Course. Yeah. But, you know, in our MCU, he's a drone, so I don't really know how that would work out. Um, Lockheed, so that's uh, Kitty Pride's that's... dragon. Yeah, or um, Magic. Or Magic. Yeah. Uh, Lockjaw, who belongs to the Inhuman family's uh royal family and he teleports mm-hmm. and then you have miss lion so spider-man's dog who has no superpowers <laughs> <laughs> and then uh zabu who's like a saber-toothed tiger and throg who is just 
a frog, a, a human now frog who has Asgardian powers. So, yeah, that's. But you could probably throw goose in there too, right? So, like, that just would be kind of fun. Make it a weird episode directed by Taika Waititi, and it would be fucking gangbusters. Yep, that's Absolutely. my vote. I'm going what if Pet Avengers happened because I don't think they could make a TV show off of that because that's just absurd. Like, come on. I would watch but, the shit out of it, though. Same. But I think they at least make an episode of it on What If to see to gauge the interest. And uh, then maybe the series comes. But I'm, yep, I, I'm, I'm with it now. That, that's my vote. And the winner is... What If Pet Avengers. That was fun. That was a lot of great categories, a lot of great winners. Uh, now, if we just want to, you know, just our closing remarks, closing thoughts on the series and, and the winners. That Anything else you wanted to say about What If? Anna, what, what you got? We needed more Howard the Duck content. To be quite That's honest. True. That's true. I approve this message. <laughs> and more importantly, in season two, we need to see are Howard and Darcy still going strong? Are they going to couples therapy? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions that need answering. I love it. Kyle, <laughs> closing thoughts? Are they on Howard the Duck? Because I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I only want more Howard the Duck. No, I, I thought this was... Honestly, a lot of people are going to say that this show could only happen because of Loki. Because of, like, Loki kind of... The ending of that series, the multiverse opens. I honestly think this show would be fine either way like even if that didn't happen if they didn't go the connective route at the end of the this season with you know the watcher plucking people out of their universes and kind of connecting the episodes i think it would still be as fun as it is just as a twilight zone type like anthology just what if this happened what if this had like all these different scenarios because that's kind of the best part of fandom in general is like imagining these what if scenarios that's what we do anyway when we watch these movies or read these books or whatever we think of like I mean, that's basically what fan fiction is, is like, what if this happened? You know, like most of it is shitty. So that's why they have professional writers. But, you know, like uh, they wh what if Captain America, uh, blah, blah, blah. I can't think of something right now because I'm tired. But like that that's the basis of the show. And I, that's why I love it so much is that you can really go in literally any direction with it. Um, like I said before, I would love to see this be the way they introduce like either X-Men or Fantastic Four or like some of the elements we know they're going to bring into the MCU. Let it be like a one-off episode of what if that would be cool because then you don't have any expectations going into how they're going to be introduced. There's a lot of pressure on how they're going to introduce the X-Men, the Fantastic Four movie they have planned. Try like an episode of what if first, like show them and then maybe like use the actors you're going to use for those roles in a voice acting role you kind of give fans a taste of how they will be in that role. And then it, it's an easier transition when they show up in whatever they show up in. I think the MCU excels at introducing characters. I mean, Civil War is a great way to introduce Spidey and Black Panther. And I, they do a great job with that. So I would love to see what if be the like kind of like the place that they introduce a bunch of new characters. But I'm this is the one that like I've I've liked all the Disney Plus shows, like I said, but this is the one that I look forward to more seasons of because the like, like the possibilities are endless. They can literally do whatever they want and I'll watch it. That's an interesting so proposition. Having them as uh, using it as a focus group. I just think that would be super fun because 
it's it's more plausible if they plop them in there because it is you can kind of like any complaint someone has with it you can just say well it's just a what if it's just a who knows scenario so why not you know everything is canon yeah exactly <laughs> i mean literally you could technically like that's how you like you show just the whole universe of like the x-men right existing like you know they're slightly different you know your own iterations of it and then oh hey the multiverse is fucked now they're in our universe and that's <laughs> yeah. just the same same exact characters except oh wow but they, they've crossed over like literally like you could do something like like that exactly what you're talking about it's like oh hey people like these versions you know like these voice actors okay well hey guess what these are the x-men yeah get ready you like um, this <laughs> i like that um i i agree that making it almost like a focus group uh, a a sandbox of of you know options of what you can you know play around with and see what people like and what they don't like also just like give us things that we wish we could have gotten Give us, like, if the X-Men had been there when Tony Stark became Iron Man. Like, if they had been there all along, like you said before, even. Like, you know, what if the Fantastic Four were, like, the first Avengers? You know, something like that. Like, yeah, you know, do that stuff that we will, won't ever be able to get going forward. You know, yeah. that would be a lot of fun. And I think, honestly, I will enjoy later seasons of What If a lot more than this first one especially if they go that route because the connectivity while it was done pretty well it i think handcuffed the season as a whole and also yeah. hurt it because we saw a character gamora who we know nothing about yeah so that i saw was a big complaint the only reason i'm okay with that is that that was an episode that was shelled for season two so we are definitely getting the gamora episode that what you're you're right though that was super jarring because i was like why don't she's this just goes back to why didn't we get Peter? Because we got an episode with him. Why isn't he on this team as opposed to this Gamora that we we don't know? Like, my issue with that, so that's my bigger issue with that, and this is more just with the episode, is uh, when Ultron sees Thanos and just slices him in half, which I had no problem with. I thought that was fine. But Thanos has the Soul Stone, and yet Gamora is alive. How, like, is is just is this just a universe where the, the rules of the uh, the stones work differently? Like, I, I, I didn't really understand that part. But I agree with the Gamora part. That's That was a little jarring. Just She's plopped in with no explanation. <laughs> but yeah, as a whole, my closing thought is just that this, this season was fun. I think it's just a foundation that they can really, really build on. And I just am so excited to see more MCU stuff. And I think this was as a whole was a success but it wasn't a home run and i think they got some i think they could maybe hit on a home run in seasons two or three so i'm excited well but, that is another effies i think we gave the correct awards i'm sure we'll hear about it otherwise if we didn't but because we always do but if you enjoyed listening to this let us know let us know what your favorite award was some of these were new awards so if you want to see them back in future episodes definitely let us know big thank you to our announcer for the night dom fucking crushed it gave jeffrey wright a run for his money for that intro um can't wait for you guys to hear that um and yeah anna thank you so much for joining us no, thank you for having me. Sure, we'll have you on again. I don't know if we have any plan, but I'm, I know you'll be on one. Um, and thanks for everyone listening. And I can't wait for y'all to hear the next episode. What do we have for the people coming up, Cal? 
we are talking about some Ninja Turtles next week. Uh, Seth Rogen is making a t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. We want to j- get a jump on them and cast the Turtles, cast other roles. We're going to be joined by our good pal Thad. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to send it to Seth Rogen afterwards and be like, hey, you know, just just give it a listen. Exactly. <laughs> so stay tuned for that, that episode. Guys. We'll see you next week. It's going to be so chaotic. You should totally listen to it. <laughs> it's that after all. It's true. <laughs> Bye. See y'all. Bye.